truck it. Yeah, baby. I'm Dooner. That's Michael Vincent, the dude. What's going on, Dooner, man? It's day number two it here is, at Live brother. at Home. I've been on fire all day. Yeah. I, I was serious. I wanted to sit here all night and just, you know, keep rapping. Yeah, I was getting Maybe inspired. Maybe we'll have to do a, like a, a, a just a 24-hour, just a, a marathon. See how long we go. Well, I kind of am. I'm doing, I, I did, we did Venture <laughs> Summit. I did yesterday. Yeah. I did tomorrow. I'm doing Radio Saturday. And then I'm doing <laughs> yeah. TEDx, the TEDx you Chattanooga. The, you're the marathon man. On Sunday. No rest. <laughs> and then we got What the Truck on Monday, 12 noon Eastern time. Every Monday, every Friday. This is a podcast called What the Truck. If you're not familiar, I'm Dooner. That's the dude. This is available on your favorite podcast player. Just look up What the Truck or look up Freightcast. You'll find every single Freightways podcast. You can also watch us on the Freightways TV app. Available on iOS, Apple TV, Roku, Amazon Fire, and all that good stuff. Wow. We'd like to thank Arc Best. Arc Best, you see these cups up here? Good to the last drop shipment. That's right. Ding. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Arc Best is more than logistics. Whatever you do, whatever you ship, Arc Best. Best makes it easier for you to do business. That's right. ArcBest combines reliable capacity, innovative technology, and trusted relationships to take the complexity out of your supply chain and keep your shipments moving. That's what makes ArcBest more than logistics, my friends. It sure does. Now, hey, let's congratulate the freight community before, before oh, yeah. we get into business here. So there's a really cool, there's a story. It, it's a sad story, but a good story. It's a touching story. Clar- Clarissa Hawes, one of our reporters, she was talking about this very young kid, Liam. And uh, a couple months ago, or mm. a couple weeks ago, she published a story, right? She published a story about Liam, who has a, uh, he's battling a rare pediatric brain tumor called DIPG. He's a five-year-old kid. Yeah. Story, his dad's a truck driver. Yep. Story goes in FreightWaves.com, right? John Deere retweets it. You guys see it. You guys see it on our site. He comes home to this picture. Can we show him that picture of all those? Look at, look at all those packages you sent him from the Freight Tech Top 25 winner, Amazon. I mean, that's just amazing. A little cowbell for everyone Amen, brothers. who way to hooked go. this Woo! kid up. I mean, way to make him happy, right? Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. Good stuff. So congratulations to everyone who helped that kid out. I mean, what an amazing story. And that's up on FreightWaves.com if you want to check it out. Absolutely. The, the trucking community never fails to impress me. Do you want to hear a story about... 34 years. <laughs> do you want to hear a story about Sonar and Love? I do. So I was overhearing, and I wasn't told this by anybody, so if you are trying to court somebody on Bumble, uh, this was me <laughs> overhearing, just spreading this information out now. But I heard that one of our research associates was on Bumble, and a, a girl reached out to him and asked if he prefers OTVI or OTRI, our sonar indices. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Are you sure they were our indices? I mean, what, <laughs> what are else they acronym you? for something else? I don't know. I don't know. I think no. Kids these days. Yeah, it's bringing, bringing the kids together, bringing the conversation together. <laughs> Fantastic stuff. Well, our next guest, uh, or our first guest today, is from ArcBest, who uh, put these beautiful mugs on our table. It's Danny Lowe. He's the president of Asset Light Logistics and the chief yield officer. Danny, thank you very much for joining us today. Glad to be wrong with you guys. Now, now, Danny, we understand that you are a University of Arkansas grad, and we also know from every University of Arkansas grad we've had on there that you all know how to call the hogs. That's right. You have to can know you, how to call the hogs if you're from Arkansas. You, you, can you give us a pig suey? Woo, pig suey. Yeah, all right. There we that go. That was a beautiful one. That was that was really great. So, Danny, we know that you can do the pig, the pig suey well. We know you went to University of Arkansas, but who else is Danny Lowe? Uh, I heard you talking, I think, 34 years. So I'm getting close to 24 years in the, in the industry. Kind of wasn't what I expected coming out of school, but uh, took a job with ABF Freight uh, 1997. And here we are today uh, with Art Bess. And, you know, it's been a, a world of change in 24 years. 
Got my backgrounds, been, been in the pricing world for a long time, but also did marketing and public relations for ABF. And I think what kind of changed things around a little bit was in uh, 2014, our CEO at that point, Judy McReynolds, uh, we kind of had ABF freight and we had our, what we called at that point, ABF logistics. We were doing truckload brokerage. We are doing international. We were doing warehousing. We were doing expedite through Panther. But I kind of called it like we were a, shop, a strip mall. You know, to get in the door, you had to leave one place and go to the other one. And so she kind of gave me a blank sheet of paper and she said, hey, our customers want better than this. We need to be integrated with what we do. And so uh, that's kind of what started our journey down the path we're on right now to be, as you as you well described in the opening, more of the logistics. So, Yeah, absolutely. So, Daddy, you started uh... – you started back when I was still with uh, Roadway Express com- competing with, mm. uh, with, with, with ABF. So you started with the LTL. So how is, have, and you've been here quite a while. So talk, talk about the, the evolution uh, from the traditional LTL carry to what ArcBest is today. Sure. You know, the foundation and the still two-thirds of our business is our LTL network, which is the ABF brand. Uh, but what, what has transitioned is just listening to customers and the things they're asking us for. And so, you know, to me, the biggest thing now is our answer is not the customer said, I want to do this. And you go, well, here's our LTL network. Now the customer says, I want to do this. And what we start, we have a conversation with them about what are you trying to accomplish with your supply chain? And so maybe ABF is part of the answer, but the answer is, what are you trying to do? What are you trying to accomplish? And what we do is we work with them to build what's the best supply chain answer for them. And so I think what separates us a lot in this case, we have assets. We have an LTL network. We have uh, a fleet of within our expedite. We have owner operators and different things that we can do and can control. So those solutions to me are just much better when you have some piece of asset. It's not the whole answer. It's a part of the answer, but it just helps you build a better solution for customers. Now, we said it right there in the copy, more than just logistics. So mm-hmm. what is that? What is that differentiation? What makes you different from other providers? I, I think it goes back to, you know, there's not many but I would say three uh, PLs or brokers that really have some something they can lean back on into, which we call it a sure capacity, but it is really, hey, we have this assets, we have this LTL network, we have our fleet within that we run with an expedite. And so the ability to tie those things together, to me, that's more than logistics. I think the other part too is our obsession with customers, you know, is about listening to the customers and what are you trying to accomplish? And so it's more than just moving a shipment from point A to point B. What are you accomplishing more than that with your customers? And we want to be engaged with you to make sure that our customers are successful as we work with them. Yeah, you know, you know, Danny, shippers and the and the overall logistics industry supply chain has had its challenges forever. Obviously, that's that's why we have jobs, you have jobs, et cetera, solving those problems. No more so than this year, right? Let's talk about some of those challenges that they're ship that they're they're facing today specifically, and what is how does ArcBest help them solve those 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 issues? Sure. I mean, just, I mean, if you told us what was going to happen at the end of March when we were at the end of last year, just, you know, at that point, you see 20, 30% drop in activity with what you're doing. And so in a broker's world, that's one thing, but also with our asset network, it's hard to keep an asset network when you have that type of volatility in it. But to me, we've had a full freight cycle in four to five months that you might see over two years. And so we've walked through the different pieces of this and uh, you know, our, I'm so proud of our people because they've responded well. So we've gone from the, the depths of not able to really, you know, we've had to make some tough decisions with the voices. We didn't have business to handle to now we can't hire people fast enough to handle the business that's coming through with it. So it, 
it's been a it's been an amazing year. Uh, just you know, twenty twenty is, is is definitely different than any other year we've been a part of. Any predictions for 2021 and what ArcBest is, is going to be doing? You know, this year, it seems like it's taken forever, but all of a sudden, here we are on uh, November 6th. Sure. Uh, you know, I would say one of our big focuses right now is is really looking at growing in our truckload brokerage area. Um, we do a really good job. We, like I talked about, we've been very customer obsessed. Uh, we're going to turn that on the heels and start being a little bit more, not disappear from customer obsessed, but how we deal with our carriers on the other side. It's carry obsessed. I've heard others talk about digital and different pieces. To me, is we want to reach our carriers in the way they want to interact with us. If that's over the phone talking to one of our brokers, absolutely, we're there for that. If it's digital, we're there for that. That may be text, that may be on a carrier portal, maybe on a carrier app or anything else, but turning back and making sure we make our carriers successful. And we have a history of doing that. We do it really when you think of our expedite, our Panther brand. We have owner-operators that we really are helping run their business for them by keeping those guys moving, and we put that focus on that. And so really, I want to take that and expand that to our, you know, our, our carrier network that we have within the brokerage part. And so you know, one of the other things I said, we should know more about it. We have a network, plus we have the AAA for fleet maintenance and, and fleet net. You know? And so those guys, they, they know how to, there's just more we know about carriers that we are applying to our relationships, and I think we can get it much better at it. Wow. Excellent stuff, and it sounds like you're onto some great things, Danny. People who want to learn more, where should we send them to? Arcbest.com. Sure, uh, arcb.com uh, would be a great place. If, you know, I think it's an exciting time for people that look to that want to join Arcbest. I think we're going to have a lot of opportunity for people in carrier sales as we grow in that area with it. So go to that site, look around. If you're an owner operator, hey, we've got some business for you. Come on and, and join us. So appreciate you guys having me on. Cheers, and thanks again for the uh, for the mugs. We appreciate it. We come back. Thanks. We come back. We'll be talking to uh, Tom Bray. He's the senior yeah. transportation industry advisor at JJ Keller. They do all the safety manuals. They do, right? Absolutely. He wants to talk about ELDs too. Yeah. And there's been a lot of discussion about how ELDs factor into safety. They've been looking at studies. They improve safety. That they make things worse because drivers are rushing around. We'll find out from him what their studies are finding out. On the other side of the break, you just saw him right there in the green room. He's getting ready to catch us here on what the truck. So stick with us. We'll be back. A lot of people are loving these what the truck hats, right? They, they love yours. They love oh, mine. Yeah. Comments, comments nonstop. But where are they in the swag store? Hopefully soon. I hope they're coming soon. Hopefully are we gonna soon. Get a, we're going to get a what the truck do rag. Yeah. I like to look. Oh, yeah. We need that, too. We need that, too. Powers that be. Absolutely. Swag store powers that be. We need hats. The comments is the comments are begging. We, <laughs> speaking of communities, we got the what the truck community. Ask but right your local now, you, retailer. You know who we got? Guy who's big in the safety community. It's Tom Bray, Senior Transportation Industry Advisor for J.J. Keller from yeah. the great state of Wisconsin. What's yeah. up, Tom? Vacation land. <laughs> Vacation land for another two weeks till we get our big snows. <laughs> you know, and during the break, I actually confirmed this because if you were watching yesterday's show, I asked a a, a Vikings fan yeah, who yeah. who the goat was. So, but you are you are a purebred Wisconsiner. So I got to ask you, who's the goat? Is it is it uh, Rogers or is it Favre? I'm an old timer. I say Favre because he made the game exciting. You didn't know which way it was going to go, but it was definitely going <laughs> to. He was, he was yeah. definitely the almost gun like sl- the election. <laughs> he was the gunslinger, man. It yeah. was going. Yeah. Who knew where? <laughs> uh, well, big topic. A lot of coverage. A lot of ink has been spilled. A lot of ink used by the barrel talking about ELDs. Talk to us a little bit about what the current state, the current feeling about ELDs, and what JJ Keller is looking into with them. Yeah, the biggest thing that, that's going on with ELDs that we can tell, and what we go by is basically our, our customer questions, you know, what they're having trouble with. 
because that kind of gives us an insight to what's going on out there with with them in, in, in their world. And the biggest thing, there's there's still a lot of confusion going on about what's the exceptions, what happened with the hours of service changes, what happened with the exceptions, what's going on in that world. Uh, can, do I need to use one? Can I stop using one? You know, so that whole thing is resurfaced as a concern. You know, and you guys mentioned the safety aspect of it. Well, one of the biggest things that the, the drivers that I've talked to and the carriers I've talked to have said, yeah, that, that thing about rushing around is out there. But the other thing that's out there is their drivers are actually getting longer breaks, more break time than they used to with uh, paper logs because it's now documented. You stopped and parked at this time. You started moving at this time. So the, the brakes are, are are actually more accurate and, and longer, so the drivers are better off that way. So there's a little bit of give and take going on in that area. That's interesting. So can you talk about the violations that are there and what really constitutes a violation, or what are the most common violations? Yeah, the big violations that they see on the road are, are basically not using one when, when it's required. Uh, the officers can catch on to that in a lot of cases. You know, they, they just ask the driver certain questions and they'll catch on to it. Uh, during an audit, during a compliance review, they'll catch that fairly easily because they'll be able to verify what the driver does and doesn't do and if any of those exemptions apply. One of the strange things that, that's going on out there is, is there's a lot of violations being written for not having the other information you have to carry. You know, when you have an ELD in the vehicle, you have to have the user's manual, you have to have a transfer instruction card, you have to have malfunction instruction card, you have to have eight blank logs. Just those simple things are leading to a lot of violations where drivers just are not able to locate them in a lot of cases because they're there they're an electronic version inside of the uh, device except for the eight blank logs of course and the driver's just not able to locate them during an inspection hmm. you wow, know it's interesting Part of the violations have to come from from just unfamiliarity and rule changes too, yeah. right? Like there was that we just had the split sleeper berth rule change. Have you had a chance to look at any of the data into that or drivers taking advantage of it? I do a show on Sirius XM's Road Dog Truck and I ask drivers a lot and I've, ha I've had mixed opinions. Some drivers really love it and some said, you know, it's been a non-factor. Yeah, I think a lot of drivers are looking at it and a lot of carriers and safety people are looking at it and still trying to decide what to do, you know, whether or not to use it or not. Because um, the, 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 based on what we're getting for questions and the discussions I'm having with customers, they're exploring it. They're not really diving into it just yet. Uh, they're 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 kind of leery because they they realize, as split sleepers always been, if the driver makes a mistake, it's going to lead to an hours of service violation for, an, for you know for going over a limit, and they want to avoid that. So they they're just kind of being cautious until they get a better better handle on how it's supposed to work. The other issue that's going on is some of the ELD providers their systems are having trouble with it because there's a certain scenario that comes up where the driver takes the short break first. He goes past the 14, the ELD throws a violation at the driver when it's not actually a violation because what has to happen is he has to take a seven in the sleeper to match up and start doing the split sleeper cycle. But the ELDs aren't catching that sometimes and realizing that's what the driver is doing. So it throws a false violation at the driver and the carrier, of course, and then everybody gets concerned about it and it's not really a violation. So, well, it's really frustrating, too. Like, there's nothing more frustrating when you're trying to introduce people to tech. You're trying to get people comfortable. You're trying to get them to adopt it. And then the tech works against them. And it could just be a glitch. It could be something to fix. But that is just frustrating. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Technology is great, except when it doesn't work. Yeah. And we've all been there where you're just <laughs> yeah. like, oh. It's frustrating. It sounds like it's easily you can get easily confused. Can you quickly show us or tell us, you know, what must be logged on duty? What must be logged on, on duty and what can be logged as off duty? Yeah, and that's one of the things that the ELDs have really you know, brought about is a real consciousness of what's what when it comes to on-duty and off-duty time. And the way on-duty time has always been sliced and diced is it's any time the driver's doing anything work-related, has any responsibility to the company, 
the vehicle, the cargo, anything. That, that's on duty time. So if the driver's stuck at a customer and can't leave, they're waiting for something to happen, that's on duty time, even though they're technically not doing anything. The little loophole that lies in there is if they have a sleeper truck and can jump in the sleeper, that kind of gives them the ability to you know do that instead. Um, but you know the things like fueling, doing vehicle inspections, um, waiting for something to happen, those are all things that will qualify as on duty time. Off duty is when basically the driver is free to pursue their activities. They can go do whatever they want to do. So that's that's kind of the key distinction. The only thing that really kind of throws a wrench into all that that's is is the whole issue of personal conveyance, which is you know off duty driving time, which is a whole another you know whole different thing. So is that does that have to be on duty or off duty, or are there different rules for that? Because I was going to ask that personal conveyance. Yeah, that's a different thing. Basically, what's going on is is the carrier has said to the driver, go ahead and use our vehicle as your personal vehicle. Go to a personal destination, you're off duty, go do your thing with our with our vehicle. So it's it's personal conveyance. Personal use is what it's called in a lot of VLD systems. And the key with that is, is the driver can't be doing anything for the company. There can be no company work-related stuff involved. They're just using it to commute to a personal destination. And the vehicle can't end up in a better position as far as the operation is concerned. So that's that's where it gets kind of dicey because if I'm if I'm going along US 10 here in Wisconsin, I turn right to come home, turn left when I'm done being at home and get back onto US 10, that's pretty cut and dried, you know, because I, I left my route line to go home. Where it gets dicey is, you know, okay, what happens if home happens to be along my route line? Where exactly can I start calling it personal conveyance and personal use? So there's there, that gets kind of messy in a hurry in, in a lot of cases. But the bottom line is what the officer is going to look at is it, it was the driver off duty? Could he legitimately say that that he or she was off duty? Was the destination purely personal? And did the company come out better because of this personal conveyance move? You know, so that's the kind of things that they're looking at and trying to decide whether it's legitimately off-duty time or should have been driving it on duty time. Wow. Interesting. Hey, by the way, one of your editors, Mark, he says your editors are watching. He's in the comments right <laughs> now. Uh, which, uh, maybe, maybe you could segue. What are your editors looking at? What safety issues and what's J.J. Keller uh, really focusing on moving into 2021? Our big focus is, is well, we're always in, constantly into whatever's latest in safety. You know, what, what, what are we seeing going on? And we try to build to that. So we're doing a lot of stuff with training as far as, you know, miniaturizing training, if you want to call it that, where we're taking large, complex topics and trying to break them down into simple uh, singular modules. So to try to make it quicker and easier and to, to make it more focused as far as the customer's concerned. You know, so if you have a driver that's having trouble with just coupling a tractor trailer, you know, there'll be training there for just coupling a tractor trailer. So going, going down that path, uh, as far as our, our print and, and, and online stuff goes, we're always updating that. That's constantly being updated so that, you know, that's, and we also look at what's going on out there that customers are having trouble with and try to mold our products to match what we see going on as far as issues. Nice. And where should we send listeners if they like what they're hearing? Should it be jjkeller.com? That's the place, jjkeller.com. Beautiful. Well, Tom Bray, thank you very much for joining us today on the show. We appreciate it. Thank you. Been a pleasure being here. Take care. Thanks, Tom. Tom Curry says, uh, he's in the comments and he says, I just realized that we're not going to have a Play It Forward today. But I got to tell you, Tom, Play It Forward actually started at a Freight Waves live event. It absolutely When did. Lance Healy surprised us because he knew we had the cowbell. He surprised us and he guessed, if you do that, we'll love you. He surprised us and uh, started playing the mouth harp. And he can melt some faces with that thing. He's doing a little thing, blues dude. harp for oh, us. Yeah.
Oh, yeah. I'll tell and you what. He was go, in, people <laughs> who frequent uh, live events know. They see him. He, he'll go to the bar at night. Yeah, he's part of our thing. Well, hanging out in the virtual room right now, we got Doug Schreier from Transflow. He's going to be, uh, look at him. There he is waving to you. Yo, he's yo, got yo. the nice polo on. He's branded well. He's got his company right on there. That's right. Looking fantastic. That's uh, Doug Schreier, VP of Product and Innovation. He'll be joining us right back here on the big stage after this short commercial break. Well, you know something, dude. You've probably noticed that a lot of our guests are uh, some are in their offices, but many more are at yeah. home in home offices, makeshift right. home offices, uh, bedrooms. You know, it's, bedrooms. they've been all over the We've place. Had, I, I've been there beds. too. I've been there too, man. <laughs> yeah. With Paris, yeah. Colin, and me, we're team bed. <laughs> you guys are <laughs> good stuff. Well, we're going to talk to Doug Schreier's VP of Product Innovation. We're going to talk a little bit about technology and the changes that COVID has forced upon us as we adapt, as we deal with some of that uh, that chaos. Right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Now we're just trying to control it. Oh, they have my mic up. Hey, guys, uh, thanks for having me. Yeah, no, we're, ha- we're happy to have you here. You are in uh, lovely Florida right now. You said it's beautiful weather. Yeah, it's, it's beautiful. We had a little cold earlier this week. Kids had to throw sweatshirts on on the way to school, but uh, it's going to be 84 today. So uh, no complaints here. Yeah, a wind chill warning, 60 degrees. Yeah. <laughs> but the, yeah absolutely. Get those gloves out. Yeah. Doug, Doug, are you working out of are you working out of home as the pandemic forced you to, to work out of the house a bit? I'm about 50-50. So front half of the week I'm in the office. Uh back half of the week I'm at the house. Uh but yeah, so uh we spent about three months uh all the way out of our offices and we are slowly but surely bringing our people back in and uh getting everyone to, to come back face to face and um, it helps drive some good collaboration where we can get them face to face. I love it. It's disrupted every facet of our life, right? It's disrupted every facet of our life, but it's also spurned a lot of innovation. How has technology changed because of COVID uh, from your from your view over at Transflow? Yeah, you know, it, it, there's several things that we could talk about from a, a carrier standpoint where they had to pick up from the office and go to the house or a lot of them chose to do. They really started to see the implication of their back office and back office processes, how they deal with paperwork. Um, and that's something that we specialize. In fact, we just acquired Microdia, um, and, and that just continues to increase our ability to help automate back offices, get the paperwork out and really bring it to data and value for our customers. The other thing that we saw was a, a keen focus by the shippers uh, to get rid of EBOLs and, and, and PODs, uh, many documents that they have within their supply chain, and move to truly the digital uh, components. So we launched right at the midst of, of COVID a really heavy blitz, um, bringing EPODs and EBOLs uh, to the market, making sure that the customers uh, that want to interact with those shippers could definitely do that. Uh, we've partnered with some really large logistics groups, including KBX, uh, to bring those uh, paperless process to the drivers. Yeah, so the drive to go paperless is 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 excellent for for many reasons, for convenience, also the economy or you know the environment, et cetera. Sure. How how is that going? And do you think that 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 drive and that change in technology is going to stick around? Is this going to be one of the things that uh, the pandemic has really sped up, and it's going to stick? Yeah, you know, we truly do. Uh, you know, you mentioned sustainability and reducing the paperwork within the supply chain. And the, the fact that that's a, a, a positive trend and something that many shippers are working to go green, both from paperwork, also from their carbon footprint, and we can help with that. Uh, we also help accelerate the communication collaboration within the supply chain. And paperless um, really helps drive that, right? No longer are we waiting for 
a day or five days or, or longer to get proof that a load was delivered so you can build your customers. Complete that load, get the electronic POD back in, and your system should be able to bill your customers that day. Um, you can really, truly drive down your DSOs. What do you think the best change has been that, that the pandemic has caused? I, it's definitely not work from home, although I, <laughs> I like the flexibility. Um, you know, I, I think it's really uh, waking up people that maybe were really uh, you know, resisting change and, and letting them know that you know, the technology is here. I can just imagine what this would be if we were 10 years earlier and all of our people that we had didn't have the ability to work from the house and we didn't have Zoom meetings and these you know, great conferences that are um, done over the air, right? So, um, but we've seen a, a really quick adoption of technology coming out of um, you know, kind of COVID and returning back to the office and realizing that they have to do something different and better. They have to engage their drivers in a new way. They have to care about how they collaborate with their drivers um, and how you can connect that driver with the other parties within the supply chain, whether it's your broker or your shipper. Uh, there's really not a great reason why that driver is not having direct communication. Excellent, excellent, excellent stuff. So uh, when we're talking about, you're talking about the frictions in the supply chain and how you really approach and, and fix those, what do you think is the key to managing the dramatic fluctuations in the freight? Yeah, that's a great question. I wish uh, you know, I had a, a great answer to tell you how to you know, move as many safe miles as, as you can. Um, but what I think it, it boils down to both, you know, depending on where that supply chain uh, demand switches of his carrier or, or shipper focus at the moment. It's about having true partnerships and partnerships around collaborations and, and, and understanding what both parties want to achieve. Um, and that's what we're trying to do at Transflow. The first thing we're trying to do is we're trying to get as many drivers uh, within the population, uh, you know, the class eight over the road uh, drivers onto the platform so that they're able to interact and collaborate with the drivers or with the uh, the other parties. Uh, right now, we're sitting this year uh, right below 2 million active users, um, and we want to see that grow. Uh, we believe there's between 3.5 and 4.5 million people that should be on the platform, and we're not going to rest until we get them all on the platform and connecting them with all the parties in the supply chain. So I asked you the best part of, of this disruption that happens, but what's been the worst part? Where has the friction come in in the supply chain, and what has this pandemic revealed? And also, what opportunities do we have to fix them? Yeah, uh, so the worst part's always always interesting. It's going to change depending on the customers that you're you're talking to, uh, you know, what they're dealing with and, and where they're at. Uh, the lull in freight uh, was probably the worst, right? So if you think about it, you know, if you really focus on the worst things and you come up with a great great you know game plan, you could turn those into strengths and strategic strengths moving forward. But we had many customers that were focused on a specific. Um, you know, industry, whether that was oil and gas or or retail, that were greatly hit by the move to the house, right? And by, you know, social distancing. And the technology, when you think about it, in a, a, a company that's moving, you know, standard freight, general freight, or moving refrigerator freight, or working with the automobile industry, or oil and gas, you know, the, the tractor is the same, the trailer may not be. And you know, a lot of our customers struggle with that flexibility to go to where that freight was. But I do think that they're going to take that weakness of, of how do they change quickly and how do they have those key relationships and move that to a strength in the future. 
um, you know, not be as, as single focused and make sure that they're able to make those quick changes and, and go to where the freight's at. Even if it's not great paying freight, no one wants to see a professional driver sitting on the road, not having anything to do. It's not good for the carrier. It's not good for that driver, especially when one of your biggest mm-hmm. issues is driver turnover. It, it's just really tough, especially when they're staring at that trailer in front of them that says, come here for more pay, you know, for more than an hour. <laughs> right. So yeah, uh, yeah. It's, all, it's always a tough thing. It is. So Doug, we've got about a minute left. Uh, what do you see? Uh, pull out your crystal ball. What, what do you see the industry heading in, in uh, 2021? Yeah, so one big thing, you know, we sell ELDs. Uh, ELD modernization with 5G is going to be a huge impact. The data that's coming off of there and the way to optimize your supply chain is huge. Um, it's not just you know, how do you keep that truck moving, how do you keep that truck safe. It's also about how do you prevent undue maintenance or breakdowns, and the data is really, really important. So if you're on a traditional ELD, you'll give us a call. We'll help you get off of that. I think document automation and validation is also huge. You know, there's no reason for you in today's world to have to deal with paperwork in your back office. We can automate that single source it and get that out of your way. Um, and the last thing I would say is just the overall concept of improved collaborations and connections within the supply chain. Again, we're not going to rest until we have all professional drivers on our platform. Wow. Well, fantastic. And, and amen to, uh, to what you just said there. Yeah, really excellent. appreciate it. Thank you for joining us on the show today. Coming up next is Kendra Phillips. She was with us at one of our, our recent events. She's yeah, she CTO was. and VP of new products at Rider System. You can see her right now hanging out in the green room. We're going to have uh, one more go around on the turnstile on the other side of this break. Joining us now straight out of Miami, it's Kendra Phillips, CTO and VP of new products at Rider System. I ask everyone from Miami this question, Kendra. How many Pitbull concerts have you been to? <laughs> so if I say one, does that a point against me? Or? <laughs> I just know. have a theory that everyone from Miami has been to out. at least one. It's like a rite of passage. <laughs> it is. I think it is. Absolutely. How are you guys doing? <laughs> We're doing great. I, and you know, I have a feeling that you probably run into people who answer that question, you know, like one or two and really have never been to. Or they've been to like, or they've been to like hundreds, but they don't want to. Yeah, know. it's it's both, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. both ways. <laughs> I want to see too insane. Well, we don't need to talk about the visibility of you at Pitbull concerts, <laughs> but let's talk about the visibility of a end to end end to end visibility. What is uh, what is Rider Share, and why was it developed? Sure, thank you. Rider Share is Rider's end to end visibility platform. It's really our um, digitization of the supply chain. So the reason that we developed it is most of our customers are shippers. And in their world, everything's very siloed, right? There's a lot of barriers with technology, and we deal with that today through lots of paper, emails, phone calls. Um, So the purpose of RiderShare is to take that, pull all the information into one place, and enable all the players in the supply chain to have access to that information and collaborate about that information. So the beauty of that is we've been deploying it to our customers is we're really seeing that we're empowering people. We're allowing them to have the information they need to make decisions real time and do that with all the players of their supply chain together. Um, We're also really removing inefficiencies. And then I think the most important piece that we've seen is we're enabling our customers to provide a better level of customer service to their customers. That sounds awesome, Kendra. Uh, can you give us a little peek under the hood? How does it how does it how does it work? What are the key functionalities of it? 
Sure, absolutely. So as in most visibility platforms, we obviously have track and trace and real-time ETA. But there's a few things about RiderShare that we think really makes it special. I mentioned the collaboration, the ability to communicate. But what that means is we'll bring a supplier, carrier, shipper, customer, all onto the platform. And we actually have tools within the platform that allow them to communicate via messenger or text or email notifications. Um, they can create exceptions and they can collaborate and communicate over a specific load or a specific order. So that way, if something goes wrong, everyone can see it real time and decide how to handle it together. So again, that, that's eliminating those barriers and those silos. Another thing we think is very powerful is for our dedicated customers, we have the ability to upload real-time POD and do image capture. So what that means is the minute we make a delivery, we're capturing all the information along with that delivery and enabling our customers as shippers to see that and put an invoice off of it. And we're also allowing their customers to have that information. Um, if there's damages, we can take images of those damages and upload that and have that visible to all. And then for some of our customers, we're actually doing unattended deliveries. It might be a construction site or something in the middle of the, in the, middle of the night. Um, and so our drivers can take pictures of the goods that they've unloaded, where they've placed it, document all that information, and again, upload it into RiderShare and have it visible to all. So that actually helps reduce a lot of claims. So there's a lot of value that we're getting out of RiderShare. And then the, the final thing I'll mention is our notifications. Most people have notifications, but within RiderShare, they're very robust. So we can notify anyone in the supply chain if there's a problem, but we can also notify you for really useful cases such as we're about to, we're 30 minutes out from delivering to you, or we're an hour out from delivering to you. So we have a customer who's a, a retail um, pharmacy chain and all of their store managers are set up to get text notifications when the truck's an hour away from their stores. That's very helpful because most of those deliveries are made at night and the managers coming in in the middle of the evening or the early morning to receive that truck along with additional labor to unload it. And now we're able to actually pinpoint when they need to be there and ensure that they're not wasting labor or time and bring that efficiency back to that supply chain. Nice. Well, how does RiderShare differ from other products that are on the market? We've heard about a few other visibility tools. What makes you so special? What makes us special, right? <laughs> uh, well, you know, we're at a two-day conference where the bulk of the conversation is around digital transformation. It is around visibility and how we break down those silos. So to your point, um, what is different about RiderShare? Um, and I think what's really important to us is that we've created a platform designed for our customers. It's not another digital freight brokerage tool. It's really a platform designed to enable our shippers to have those efficiencies and improve their customer service. So I'll give you some examples of what I mean by that. We just want a new piece of business, a large piece of business, um, due mostly in part to RiderShare. And it's with an automotive player. And what they loved about it is they are now able to give their over 700 automotive dealers visibility to their products, their orders, from the minute they leave the plant. So their orders are going to leave the plant, go through common carrier moves, go through DCs, go through cross docks, take a dedicated truck to the store or to the dealer. Um, and their, their dealers will be able to track those orders at every point of the move. They'll also be able to track by VIN number. So these are very important to things to them that will allow their dealers to then improve their customer service to their customers. You can't do that in any other platform. 
Another feature that we think really helps differentiate us, um, I mentioned we have document capture at point of delivery. A piece of that is OSND. So if there's an overage shortage or damage, we can capture that information. Not only are we capturing it, but we have a liquor distributor who is actually sending notifications to the salesperson for a store if there's an issue while the driver is still on site. So let me map that out. Our driver arrives, the, the order's short. Um, let's say it's a catering company that has a big event that night. A text message will immediately go to the salesperson for that specific store. They'll get alerted there's an issue, and they can call our driver while the driver's still on site and make any adjustments so that that customer has a very um, happy experience instead of a negative one. Um, another place where we're differentiated is we allow our customers to bring their customers into the platform. So we have a spirits company who is now bringing in all of the folks they distribute to into the platform so that they can see every delivery going to their locations and be able to manage that and, again, handle any exceptions that may occur. So we really think, although there's a lot of visibility platforms out there, there's a lot of flexibility within RiderShare that enables our customers to have a much better experience and also to provide a much better service to their customers. I agree 100%. Those are a heck of a lot of, of tools uh, that are in there. Uh, Kendra, can we uh, switch gears a little bit? Do you mind if we uh, take this off the rails, so to speak, a little bit? <laughs> we okay. had this. We, I don't know if you can see it on, a, on the desk here, this beautiful wheel in the middle here. It's called the Wheel of Stupid Questions. Would you care uh, to take a spin and play? Let's do it. All right. All right. Make it happen. Boom. Let's see what it comes up with. Round and round it goes. Where it lands, no one knows. What is this? Oh, what should your Wikipedia page say? Ooh. All right. So I'm going to make it the, the rider share Wikipedia page. <laughs> <laughs> Is that fair enough? Uh, <laughs> what about so you? What's a fact about you we don't know? <laughs> <laughs> I think the, the Wikipedia page should say, um, if you're looking for a technology that will enable you to really improve your supply chain, supply chain and increase your customer satisfaction you have to look no further it is right she, here she's uh, a sales and marketing pro she turned that question yeah, right back did. on us she, man she, she absolutely did that man. Was right nice right. swerve what look, a swerve kendra I, I like your answer i'll go visit your wikipedia page after uh, after the show but people who want to learn more about rider where should we send them to sure rider.com or if you're interested in rider share it's a rider.com backslash rider share well kendra thank you very much for your time today Thank you, guys. Have a great day. Bye. Thanks, Kendra. We're not done. So we're done with this particular episode in just about a minute, right? <laughs> but we're not done today because no. we have a whole other What the Truck. We're going to have Prasad from Trucker Tools on. Yep. Who else are we going to have on? Garrett Wolf, VP of Product Management at Triumph Pay. We're going to have uh, Alex Kalish, Chief Strategy and Solutions Officer over at Stratix. That's right. They had that commercial we were talking about that we liked yesterday. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. The story bots. Yeah, like the other story bots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sheriff Brushy. Yeah. Yeah, get those stinky bots out of your mouth, kids. Brush your teeth before bedtime. (laughs) And when you wake up, too. Project 44, 44. too. Vern O'Donnell. He's going to talk about visibility, and he's going to talk about how they did a survey. Only 40% of respondents said they were putting money into visibility. Also, only 40% of your competitors are smart. Yeah. (laughs) 60%, right? They're just sitting ducks. They, they are. That's uh, sitting blind ducks. That sounds upside down to me. It should be upside down. It, I'd be in the. I'd be in the. I'd be in the forty percent. Speaking <laughs> of upside down, Stranger Things season two. 
uh, season four, oh. January 1st. Wow. I think. Okay. New Mandalorian out tonight, too. So stay tuned to that. By the way, you want, <laughs> you want to hear this on demand? What the Truck on your favorite podcast player of choice. Look it up uh, or look up FreightCast. You'll find every single FreightWaves podcast, including all of the sessions you heard at this virtual event. That's right. Look up FreightCast, favorite podcast player of choice. Hit subscribe. Hit it with the cowbell. That's what you got to do. Stick around. We got more coming for you right after the break. I've been Dooner. That's been the dude. We'll see you a little later on in the show. Peace and love, everybody. Peace and love.